Russian, Russian, no cussing, discussing. Uh. Nothing less than them topics that bring concussions. Uh. Touching, crushing, anything that's not loving in me, dusting my feet off and strutting, cause hatred brings awful re repercussions. Oh yeah. I specialize in going up and I keep you guess assessing with, with, with a stutter style that's unorthodox. <laughs> and if I ever start spitting mediocre, then I pray my music ministries immediately. Over, over, over. Hey. We believe differently, but my music is the wow. Connecting us to this commonplace so I can tell of no wow. Who connects man to God like a branch? We are now saved from destruction. What a privilege. I ain't a hood dude, never raised in the street. God used me to reach those praise in the streets. Without God, my arms are too short. With God, I got more reach than my new bow. Lacing up my tears, lacing up my tears, lacing up my tears, my tea I get my tears, lacing up my tears, lacing up my tears, lacing up my tears, my bridge in the streets. I'm lacing up my tears, lacing up my tears, lacing up my tears, my tea I get my tears, lacing up my tears, lacing up my tears, lacing up my tears, my bridge in the streets. Important is perspective, the wounds eat antiseptic To tend to them, administering the remedies of blessing With bandages and dressings When man is on the brink, you can lead a horse to water Really can't force him to drink You're vulnerable and cold, we won't leave you alone Locally got seeds to sow, so I will be your rolling stone I got that Mick Jagger enthusiasm, Jesus leads my actions I don't believe in swagger, conceits neither's a lacking He's everlasting Hey yo, it's the Bob Tweezy, the CD's on repeat When we speak freely on Jesus, cause he be Here to suit you up, just kinda like a three-piece Gotta pick a buzz around him, then a queen bee You talk greasy, whining like CeCe He'll improve your whole environment like it's Greenpeace Any place you lead me, that's where we be Incredible Hulk in order beat, call me Green Beast you won't feel my heartbeat put your head to the streets listen to the concrete this is not fast speech this is right next door to Hector's food and variety store yeah right there square in the middle of turf wars for kids ain't playing slingshots and nerf swords beyond them church doors can i get an amen we pound the pavement like raven cavemen in the name of him who came to save men oh what you know about oh it chose a narrow route oh i've been a soldier since the day i left the pharaoh's house and now the music pounds your chest like a drum because i'll be running the race for the next of them staying ahead of the rest of them next to come out of your shell and wreck the rest of them infectious sound is spread love and hope we came to rescue them infecting them you pull up my lace and you'll see I like my teams to be as tight as can be. I like my teams to be as tight as can be.
records and prodigal son, you got it locked, keep it locked, let's we go. We digging into your raw, uncut, hands up, what's up? BX on the debt, rap fast and so tech. Yeah, we represent the king, all day Z side my way, his ways my way, summer grind seven late, 24-7 homie, good news and dope beats, the only way we sow and save souls we reap, evangelistic net surfing, love so surfing, so we catch some born real and men and give them something, the life of a true man who died for us, the realest OG shed his blood for us, rap fest is here to represent, yep, for us, set free, got a voice now to speak for us, real talk, rap fest radio. Ah, there we go. There was some music in the background. I hope it was good. What was it? Was it something good? Do we have to start over? We could start over. Should we start over? Rewind. Hmm. Oh man, that was fine. Okay. Man, did y'all hear what we we were saying before? Okay. Oh, okay. So we had a sound there, so a little extra feature, you know, a little something that we courtesy of DJ Shock. <laughs> Yo, um, blame me. Yeah. Again, <laughs> if you miss if you miss what was going on for whatever reason, we just thank you guys for tuning in. This is Rap Fest Radio. We're here every Monday night from eight to nine p.m. Uh, with or without an engineer, we're gonna do this, and we have a lot of good stuff for you today. We have the privilege of interviewing DJ Shock from the Narrow Road Podcast. Uh, minister of the Gospel loves the Lord. Uh, so I want you, you know, let's let's get in a little bit and let's let's find out. Let's go. I guess we're gonna say, I don't want to say let's go backwards, but what church do you fellowship at? Okay, um, I fellowship in Mount Vernon. It's called uh, Christ International Center. Uh, I've been there for about eight years straight now, and uh, it's the, it's also the church where when I was uh, like preteen, I guess I was like eleven, twelve, where I accepted the Lord. So it's pretty much like the only church that I. I've really gone to like that. Oh wow! Well, I mean, I visited right other churches and you know events and stuff, but like as far as you know, other than you know when I was in Catholic school growing up and I went to uh, religious instruction, St. Mary's Church. You know, uh, you so, had to go to religious instruction yeah. after school. Like, they come pick you up in a van. Yeah, no, nah, dude, you. I was actually even uh, I was an altar boy and all that. Really? Yeah, man. But I mean, you know, how was that? Any Catholic school kids, you know, know you get like you get certain perks from like you know. Oh, you, know, you so, don't have to go to gym class and stuff like that. Like that you know. so, I don't know. So it's I, not I never all, went to Catholic know. school. Well, not so, not as a student. I've been there yeah. just to hang out. So but. we, yeah, I, I did that, and um, I mean, that's that's you know, I was raised, I was raised Catholic pretty much. Okay. Yeah, and then um, my sister, one of my sisters, they they started going, uh, to Christian church, and they started finding out, you know, actually one of my sisters in the Bronx, she she was the first one. She started going to church. And learning about God and everything, and you know, she had like a lot of great things happen, and she saw a lot of things, and then that passed to my other sister, and then you know, before you know it, like every everybody but my parents are like you know, Christian, like they're still Catholic to this day. To this day, yeah, like every all the kids, we we you know we're all, we're all um, Christian, and um, you know, um, my parents is you know still stuck, you know the the old way, you know it's it's hard. To, wow, older older people, you know. But they see my mom. My mom's is a, is pretty open. She's she's pretty open. Like, she, so you get you get you get some good dialogue with her about. Oh yeah, even even my dad too. My dad my dad is just like he's real he's real um kind of old school. Like with, you know this is this is what it is kind of thing. You know don't change anything. Yeah, kind of. So you know, but I, I love him, man. You know I know 
He still have a clicker on his TV, like to turn the channels. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't do that. See, my pops loves, loves <laughs> the remote. Okay, no, I just checking. You know, go on that remote. <laughs> I can't take that from him. All right, no, all right. At least, at least he's upgraded technology. Yeah, he's upgraded. That's that. cool. Yeah, but um, and I feel that I mean, you know, a lot of times we don't know where where people came from. You know, we speak to them and we know, oh, yeah, they're Christian. They go to this church and that church, whatever, and we just assume everything around them is. Yeah. all the same you know but many times we have challenges even within our own families you know and us like being an outreach type ministry rap fest an outreach narrow road podcast we're reaching out yeah. trying to pull people. narrow minded podcast Na- narrow minded you the narrow <laughs> podcast narrow, road narrow road blank road podcast yeah, whatever you narrow road it. trip Narrow, whatever. narrow road trip. You no, know what? I should, I should narrow know that. skinny jeans. I should have known podcast. that because look, the narrow skinny jeans. <laughs> there it goes on the screen. The narrow road trip.com. <laughs> That's the podcast. If you want to get in touch with DJ Shop, 3477 Narrow is the number yeah. you can call in. I don't know if it's live or whatever. No, it's recorded. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not, we're, we're you know, we're just kind of. Well, it was, small, it's, small it's, I've been checking out your podcast though. And you have some, you have some good stuff on there. Thank some, you, some really nice mixes, some good music. Uh, some good topic, good interviews, you know, and I, I know from even when we had our interview that you really think it through, you know, and I could appreciate that because there are a lot of podcasts out there and radio shows and video blogs and even little 10 minute YouTube clips. And sometimes it whole 10 minutes gone and nobody's really saying anything, you know, and it, I love to just dig right in. Yeah, I mean, to me, um, something I heard a while back and it stuck with me. The, the music is small. God is big. Amen. You know, and it just stays like that. Like to me, the music is something I love and everything, but it doesn't compare to God. You know, it doesn't. It's it's nothing really. Like it could come and it could go, and it wouldn't mean anything. You know. Amen. I mean, and that's so true. That's so true. Once you know, it's like uh, like the song, right? After the music stops, what happens? Exactly. You know, we're still here. He's still there. You know, there's no yep. music, but that's it. So you mentioned the music, DJ Shock is a former producer for Rough Riders. Mm-hmm. You know, the RR, y'all That's probably all know who they are. Um, you know, so now DJ Shock for the past eight years has been a born-again Christian attending a church in Mount yeah. Vernon faithfully with your family. Yeah, with my family, with his wife. Wife and your kids. And my kids. You know, so you're going to have to take us there for this little <laughs> journey. Sure. You know. No problem. First of all, what, what was it like... You know, you don't have to give all, all details, but what was it like working with Rough Riders? Um, it, it was a good, I mean, you know, it, it might sound crazy for some people, you know, me, me knowing what I know now about God and everything. But it was a good experience, you know, and, and I look at it like, you know, like a lot of God's prophets, they were trained in Egypt, you know. And, hmm. and even Daniel, like, and, and, and the great thing he did, you know, with his three friends... They were they were in Egypt, you know. They were getting schooled and fed by them, you know. And it's like so. I mean, not, I, if I if I could choose, I would rather not have done it sure. or been in it. But we, you know, sometimes in all that stuff, there there's a lot of education. Like even the funny thing, like for me, uh, you know that aspect. Well, first of all, as far as the question you asked, working with them, I mean, I learned a lot. Um, great, uh, you know, business wise. Uh, right. I learned a lot about business, about working hard. Um, some very ambitious people that I was around. And, You're pushing and crazy hours with them, right? Hours. I mean, you know, I like when I when I just to give you a kind of you know how hard it is to, to work. Um, and they really, really, those people don't stop working. 
They just don't. And, and, and That's all they live for, basically. You cannot stop because as soon as you stop, someone else takes that slot you have. So so it's wow. like you can't. And and like when I first went up there and I was and I was kind of, uh, I guess you could say, you know, interviewing, you know, if you, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, I remember I would come with some tracks and they're like, oh, that's cool. People vibe on stuff. And then and then one time, uh, I think it was, I don't know if it was Joaquin or or Swiss or Darren, I don't remember who told me, but I think it was Wah, because Wah was, Wah was always like the one, like the football coach, and I think he was like, yo, that's cool, but you need to come with like, like 70, 80 joints on a dat, and this is back with S950s, and wow. you know, before you could just put a Fruity Loop beat together, and like, <laughs> right, you right, know, right. In, in 10, outboard gear, real everything's quick, out- everything's outboard, everything's, you know, the essence of MIDI the here, MIDI there, MIDI sequence this. Yeah, ADAT would be like the the most luxurious. Right, you were you were done. You're the man if you had the ADAT. Yep. So so pretty much, and I and I did it. You know, like I came with that many. I came with that many at that time, and, and uh, you know, several DATs just full, and they they were like, wow, you know, he's he's serious, and and uh, shortly after that, they they wanted to sign me, and and right away, you know. Uh, I got signed, and like the next week, you know, X started working on his second album, because it was a process. Like even though I started the process before his first album, right? Actually, his first album, listening to it, is what made me want to go with them. Oh, okay. Because I had I had kind of my friend had brought me around, had been around, and I had I had an independent label, and I kind of was doing my own little thing, and, and but when I heard that album, I just was so sure. That That's where you want to go you all be the down way. With them. I just knew it was gonna happen. Really, it was just you know, and I I had to, and I felt the excitement they felt for it, and I was like, you know what, I want to go with these guys. But the process of lawyers and everything finally, and then I finally went out um, to. Uh, How old were you when this when this first scene uh, was happening? I think it was like twenty four. Okay. Twenty three or twenty four, um, and I and I uh, went out for my first trip. They they were in California. And sure enough, like uh, as soon as I got out there, maybe the next day, um, I recorded "Slipping," which was like one of my biggest records ever right. that I ever did with with X. And um, you know, from that point on, you know things were Sorry kind of steady you. because once once you prove right. yourself, right, right, it gets a little more easy. What kind of musical background do you have outside of you know that? What 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 led you to even say I got these kind of skills to present to these guys? Um, I would say, pretty. I mean, I always messed. You know, the best way I could say it is, I always messed around with music. Okay. Is because I just, uh, when I was little, I would run around with. uh, I would steal my father's little recorder, run around recording everything. You know, tapes nonstop. (laughs) Anything like that, I would take the stereo and try and uh, try and make a mix with the turntable and and stick it in between like tuner (laughs) and phono. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try and find the same record and try to double it up or something like and this is I'm talking like seven eight years old wow and then finally you know to me finally because I always wanted it like I think I must have been like 10 or 11 uh, my sister found some DJ uh, selling some used set for like dirt cheap and it was beat man it was so beat but I, I was so happy she got it for my birthday and that was it man I remember it was beat though it was like it was the worst <laughs> ever it, the, the belts were all messed up so I had to push them and but you know, from that, and I just oh, stayed playing around. If someone would lend me a drum machine, I was, you know, even at that age, you know, like uh, right, right. I remember uh, some this guy uh, DJ Striker. He lent me his drum machine, and I was like, yo, you know, I just 
I didn't want. I just want to hold it forever, you know. And right. And, and I just liked it. And 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 my thing is, I don't have a, like a, a trained musical background. I honestly, sometimes I need help from other people, like to to get like uh certain things lined up, you know, like a you know, typical pitch stuff I can catch just because I I know when it's right and I know when it's wrong. But I'm not like you know I don't know a whole lot about music theory and and it's you more know, you're going more with feel. More feel because that's kind of the, the that's that's the hip hop thing. That's where I came from. You know, like the the environment of the DJing and 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 like my first time finding out how records were made. I went to my cousin's house and he had a, a EPS sixteen, and he's got like this thing and he's hit trigger and I'm like, that's how they do it. And I just blew my mind. And I then all of a sudden I'm coming to his house with records. Yo, and, you want to hear something funny? Yesterday, Manny from Sanctuary Studios from my church from the studios. He came to the house to pick up a keyboard that I was letting him to use in the studio. Uh-huh. Guess what it was? EPS. An Insonic EPS, not oh. the sixteen, the first one. It might have been the EPS. The, the first one. Because I don't, I don't even know. It might have been. But it's funny that you mentioned the EPS. You know, and you're probably wondering, okay, so why are we talking about all this, you know, Rough Riders and stuff? Because we all come from somewhere. You know, we all have a past. We all have a history, and 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 part of it is is what makes us who we are today. Like you said, you know, those experiences. You carry them with you. You learn from them. And naturally, you know, nowadays, if you, you go to apply for a job, it says, you know, must have a bachelor's degree or equivalent experience. Mm-hmm. You know, so talk about equivalent experience. Hello. You know, but, but I'm curious, like, how does it feel for a person like you to know, you know, thinking, you know, well, I'm, I'm jumping all over the place today. Trust me. If you all have questions, hit us up in the chat room. Alice is there. You know, if, you, if you're listening to on holyculture.net or on another website has us embedded there, there's no chat room. Just go to rapfestradio.com. Click on the little chat room icon or link there and join us. Ask questions. If you know somebody who might have questions, tweet them, text them, Facebook them, whatever, and tell them to log on. We're going to be here for about another 40 minutes or so. But, um... I'm I'm gonna jump around a bit. We know we heard the beginning of the interview. You're born again Christian. Been eight years. Uh, you you did a record with 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 um with Rough Riders. Slipping hit the charts big. What are you doing now? You know, as <laughs> you know, like I always want to say, what are you doing here? What are you doing? What are you doing here? Like um, I, I I know I'm jumping over many years. I'm yeah. jumping over many years. But at what point in your life? Were you, you know, and I'm going to let you talk for a little bit. I want to know, like, what happened in your life that that you finally said, you know what? It's time for me to let go of all of this and seek God, you know, and and just change my focus. Mm -hmm. Because we talk about it all the time, man. You know, we sit back and we we dream as kids. You know, I I make beats and stuff and I'm like, man, if I would only get this one track out there or whatever, you know. And to hear somebody like yourself to then say, I'm going to let it all go. Yeah, I know people think I'm crazy. I, I know that people I mean, on, on the surface, that's what it sounds yeah, like. You know, me yeah, as a born-again Christian. some kind uh, of game being run or something. I, as, a, as a born-again Christian, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I say, yo, my man, he used to roll with them, and now he's one of us. You know, mm-hmm. that's how I look at it. But but what's what's going on in your mind and heart during all um, this? Pretty much, like, uh, one in about, like, around 2000, which is, like, going back now 10 years. Um, uh, I was, I had worked my whole life. You know, I had I had a for this. You know, when I from when I was a kid, I when I was fourteen and fifteen and sixteen, I used I used to rent out halls in Yonkers, and we used to throw parties. You know, they 
you know, I mean, a lot of people used to come and we used to promote them. And just, you know, even at that young age, I was basically, I'm only saying that just to, to see how I always wanted that. Right. It wasn't like, you know, it just fell in my lap. And I really, that is what You actually I, worked for it. Yeah. And I really thought, I didn't see any anything else worth doing. You know what I mean? Like, even when I was, when I accepted the Lord, when I was like, like 11 or 12, in between all of that, you know, all that hunger or whatever. And I stayed in, in church on and off, you know, 12, 13, 14. And then I got to a point where, and, 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 and you know, I'm just being honest here, where, where I looked around and I said, man, these guys are wasting their time. I said, if you stay here all the time, you put all your time into this, you're not going to do anything. That was my thinking. Mm. And I said, so I'm not going to waste my time doing this. I'm going to go try and make this happen. And I kind of withdrew myself. Still having a little bit of a foundation, though. Like, like I still remember times when I was in bad situations in my heart saying, you know, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You know, this like, is before, before no, yeah, this giving is before, your life to God before fully. coming back, yeah. I still had those certain foundational things that I, I would, you know, like even when we went on that trip, me and my wife, like we, we went to India, uh, Egypt, Ephesus. This was after Santorini your honeymoon? Santorini for our honeymoon. Like we went to, to Africa. Like we went, we spent a month going all over the world. And, and like even at that point, when we started getting into like ritualistic area or, or visiting a temple, right. I would tell my wife and she, I know at that time she would be like, huh? I say, listen, if we're going to go in there, and, you know, even now I probably might not even go in, but at that time I, I would say, look, if we're going to go in there, we have to pray that God covers us and, you know, protect us before we go in there. And, like, this stuff was just coming to me out of nowhere, you know, like. And she's like, what? I don't, I don't think she paid <laughs> no mind to it. I think it was just, like, at the time it was like, all right, yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah, go ahead, you, you're too into this yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, I think she was like, okay, cool, because she, she has uh, a lot of, um, like some of her family's pastors and everything. Oh, okay. So, so she wasn't totally like, not, you know, in the know about Jesus, but we weren't living that. So, that trip made me think. You start seeing all these different cultures. One of the things that struck me, this is before nine eleven, was how much they didn't like Americans when I went everywhere. That was kind of like, wow. I thought we were the bomb. You know. You felt that. Yeah, you felt that. You know, and and I hung out like with the guy driving us around in India, like we. I, I built with him, and he was just straight out, you know. He was just telling me, like, yeah, man, we don't, you know, this and that. And Get off here. I don't like yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Germans, you know, he'd be like, Germans, they're okay. I mean, but, you know, giving you me guys, <laughs> just giving me the whole thing. And I was like, wow, man. He was like, but, you you know, you're okay. You're cool. But, you know, you know how people do. And he was, you know, he was just giving it to me straight. And it made me really think. And I started thinking. And, and there was this other guy in India, too. He took us around, and he just like, oh, so what do you, like, you're seeing us young and, I'm telling him what we're doing, and he's like, well, what do you do, man? I tell him, and he's like, you know that if I was that successful in India, I would have to take care of my whole family. Just people throwing curves at me like that, you know? Just different kind of perspective, thinking, perspective. Whole, whole different like, perspective, yeah. And it started making me think, and I'm like, you would? You know, like, that doesn't that doesn't even cross my mind. Like, and he's not talking just two kids and wife. Told, he's talking about yeah. the whole he's like, family. It's your responsibility, if you become <laughs> successful, to take care of everybody. Like, it's not like... You look out like in in America, we think if you hook your your brother up with like a month's rent, like you doing the greatest thing in the planet. You know, like you you like wow, you know, I did something. Oh, the man. Yeah, oh man. <laughs> and he's saying I would have to, you know. So it makes you think. It's like really. And then all you know, as we went around and, and different things, I started thinking. I started talking to God more. I started just being like, man, this this ain't it, man. And and I did. I was aware 
I was already getting to a place in the, in the business where I knew it was just going to keep repeating. I knew that I would need another hit. I knew that I would need something. I, I knew that it, if I wanted to continue on where I was to stay at that level, I knew it would just be me committing myself, continuing and not right. stopping. And I knew that there would be no room because I saw what was hap- what happens to families. I saw what, you know, you just see it, you know, like the, the relationships. It, there's, there's no type of a spiritual blessing in, in that lifestyle. Right. There just isn't any. And, and, and it's okay to them because that's not, and to anyone who thinks that way, because that's not their focus. Right, they're not looking for a spiritual. They're not looking for they're it They're just anyway. there to work and get paid. Get and, paid. And, 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 and get paid. <laughs> and, and, and pleasure, enjoyment, you know, uh, right. self-satisfaction. And, right. And, and, and that sort of knowing that. So we can't, we, it's like we can't really hate on them for thinking that because that's what they're in. Exactly. I mean, that's how, for me, I, I, I don't look at it like, like uh, I think, it, you know, Jesus said, you know, you, you seek, you will find, you knock, the door will be open. Right. And all, and this, my, my life is a testimony of that because I knocked, you know, what I, mean? I saw that, I said, Jesus, hmm. you know, that's exactly what I did. And I started talking to God, talking, praying and asking questions like, all right, you know, I know, you know. That's what I would say in my heart. You know, I know you know what it is all about. I want to know and I want you to show me. And I, and I was like, and I'll, you know, I'll do it, but you got to show me. And little by little, he just, it wasn't like an overnight thing. I came back and I was like, I'm out of the business. Then a slow, not that slow, really, if you look at it. It, it was like a year and a half, two years from 2000 to like 2002. And, and you know, my boss would joke with me. He'd be like, yo, ever since you came back from that trip, you ain't been the same, man. Because the, what happens is your drive is different. Right. Then people can see it. Because it's almost like like my eyes must have used to... Like I probably lit up when I saw opportunity. Like you could probably see it in my face. Like when I saw like an artist come through, I would go get my, my CDs and I would start working the room and someone else would be playing tracks. It's like a whole right. thing you go through, you know, and I would just throw something on. I'd be like... You know, and go to the next one. Oh, I got more. I got, you it's know. It's a constant you start, hustle. A constant hustle, really, right? Yeah, you start really pushing it. And um, it it wasn't like that. So that's why he started saying, yo, what's mm-hmm. up with you? Because I wasn't jumping after. Somebody would come in and I wasn't like, what's up, yo? You know. Yeah, it check was, this out. <laughs> check it. You know, I wasn't. I was like, cool, whatever. You know, I, I, my mind wasn't. If I didn't sell that track, it wasn't. I wasn't going to beat myself up about it anymore. Try and find another way to do it. Because cause in, that, in that business, people were even, like, I remember times when I would talk to someone's manager and they would be like, he's not in New York tonight. You know, he ain't around because, you know, I knew the album was getting done right now. And you would almost have to find where people were. And even if you were cool with the hardest, people would block you from getting in. Mm-hmm. So I remember times of, of people telling me, no, nah, he ain't, you know, he ain't around. And then finding out, because I had my, my I'm not going to tell people how I used to find out, but <laughs> I used to have a certain way, and it's, it's not really that complicated, <laughs> but I used to have a certain way, and I, and I used to just, I'll, I'll tell people, <laughs> I used to just call like the main studios and ask for somebody's session, and the worst thing that could happen is they'd be like, he doesn't have a session here tonight, so, so okay. I would, and I knew, I would, for that one person, I would call every major studio, and be like, yo, let's, for example, uh, you know, whatever, a big pun. Rest in peace. Uh, just be like, yo, is he? Is, can I have a big pun session? Like, oh no, can I have it? Can I have, boom? Yeah, we'll transfer you uh, through. Click, and I'm on you my way. There. I'm yeah. on my way. 
So, and once you get there, it's, it's different because they're going to ask them. They're there. Time out. Put the phone down. Stop trying to call all these sessions. You're not getting in. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, and that was just to show you how intense it is, the drive right. that you have. Well, if you want to work, succeed. that's what you had to do. And that's, that's the intensity of it. And then I just, I, I start to, it's like you're holding it like this. And, you, and that's everything to you. And little by little, you just start opening your hand. And it's just start letting go of it, letting go of it, letting go of it. And then you can receive. How many, how many years were you heavily involved before you started letting go? Um, honestly, my life. I mean, even when I wasn't successful, I was trying to be. So, I mean, I had plenty of years where I was, you know, like, if, if anyone really knows the history, I mean, even years before Rough Riders, I did stuff in the underground, like with a, a, a label called Mass Vinyl that I had a partner of mine, uh, Jason, and we, uh, we, you know, we started the company together. We were like 18. And we went into a bank and we just got our little account and you know and they thought we were they and you were the man we were nuts. you were the man they don't know they didn't even want to give, give it to us it's like what do you mean <laughs> we like we got an S corp <laughs> so it's like right in Citibank over in, in the Bronx and um so it was always push 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 you know right. and I got it and the thing was it wasn't nothing there you know like I started to realize that but I would never realize that if I didn't have those experiences to kind exactly. of shake me out of it a little bit yeah. And that's it, you know. If you stay stuck in it, you might not have that. And then, and then, and and like I started praying, asking God. And one day, you know, just to jump to to what was the moment, um, I went to work and I had a studio, um, that I had for for many years, probably like seven eight years, and uh, a few different rooms. And and I used to go there in the morning pretty much and start working early before it got crowded so I could start getting tracks done. Right. And I went one morning and and I. And I just went to open up the studio, went inside, nobody was there yet. And I went into my room and I just was overcome, like, you know, with the power of God. And, and I just, I didn't hear words, but I, like, God spoke to my inner being. Like, you know, like, like, like when you watch it, I know, and I hate to compare it to this, but it's the only way. Some people don't, they want to know, like, what do you mean by it? that? Right. What are you talking about? Like, if, if you ever seen those movies where, like, someone kind of touches somebody and they're like, he wants to tell you that da, 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 da. it was like that. You know, it's not words, so I don't want people to think, you know, like that's what I heard, like a big voice or anything. It just spoke to my inner being and, and not it, you know, God, the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. And spoke to me and said, I have sorrow for you that you're here. Hmm. And I have something so much better for you. Wow. Leave. Wow. And that was like, and I was sobbing because that, it's like when that happens, it's like your body goes like cuckoo. Like yeah. you just can't handle it. Like right. you're not made, you're not made to be in that realm. Wherever that is, <laughs> I wasn't built to be there. And it just left me like, you know, and, and I went home to my wife who was pregnant with our first. And, um, and I told her, I was like, look, this is what God, this is what happened. And, you know, you know, we had been started sort of, you know. Talking about talking about things and, and I was like this is you know and I really I want to do it I want to do it and I had, I was getting some money and it, and I was like I was waiting on something and it was coming in and I was like I want to do it you know I want to wow I want to follow and see what happens that's deep you know that's deep and I'm telling you this testimony is going to continue I want to play a quick video for you because we are Rap Fest Radio video hip hop y'all like come on play some music I'm just gonna play one quick video for you this is Thistle 
Uh, you're the one featuring Pastor A D three A three D eighty three. Pastor A. Yeah, Pastor A. Uh, check it out, and then we're gonna come back with more DJ Shock. I have some more questions to ask him, and we're gonna open up to the chat room. If y'all have any questions, hit us up. We're in the chat room, or you could text us eight zero five Rap Fest. We'll be right back.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Here we are, so. back again. Rap Fest Radio. Uh, yeah, muted. Uh, that was Thistle. You're the one. Dope video. Always good to have some good music on here. Yeah, All right, check it out. <clears throat> attention, attention. I wish I wish we had one of those gals. Hear you, hear you. Order in the court. Yeah, or Big Bell. There you go, this. Oh, there you go. Here you go. Here you go. Order in the court. Sorry, there's a broken lollipop here. This is the part of the interview where you just sit down and say, I can't believe he's asking these questions. This is the part of the interview where you call all your Christian friends and pastors and youth pastors that are interested in gospel hip hop and you tell them you have 30 seconds to log on to rapfestradio.com because it's about to get deep. Okay, this is the part of the interview where we get to check ourselves as far as our Christianity, our walk, our outreach, our community, our unity, our evangelism. All right? It's going to get hot up in here. DJ Shock in the house, former Rough Rider producer, as we already spoke about. Uh, music lover. I, I would dare say music lover since you were five, six, seven years old. And... We already spoke about the fact that, you know, when you were Rough Riders, you had one hit. I'm going to assume in the secular market, one hit, like, slipping with DMX, that's a, a good chunk of change. You know, as great exposure. You know, so you went from a really, really good position to just, you know, God speaking to you and you saying, you know what, this is it. I'm going to give my life to God. What, what was one of your first challenges you faced during that time? Because we already know that you were on your honeymoon. You went to all these different countries. And even the Indian cab driver was ministering, ministering to you. <laughs> you know, like indirectly ministering uh -huh. to you. So what was, what were some of, like, what was one of your most, your, your, your biggest challenge when you finally, you know, accepted the fact that God was speaking to your heart? Uh, the short answer, and then I'll elaborate, how to live a Christian life. That was mm. my biggest challenge. Because... I wanted to, in my heart, I wanted to do whatever God wanted me to do. But I had a hard time figuring out what that was. Like, what does God want me to do? Hmm. You know, you had a lot of different voices kind of, uh, you know, some people just telling you kind of, you know, like, God's going to provide. Right. Don't worry. Just kind of jump and do things. So I, I, like, I, I kind of like that, and it worked, and I kind of ran with that because... It's kind of in the nature of like an entrepreneurial mind, you know, to just go and jump on it, you know, like, you know, and, and then and then I got God now. So he's just going to I have nothing to worry about. You know, hook it up. He's going to hook it up. You know, and now and then you get this kind of thinking where like you, it's a wrong kind of thinking. I, at least I went through it where like I was like, yeah, you got me now. You know, like almost like it's a it's it's a, uh, oh, you got me. You know, like it's like like I'm giving him something almost. Right, right, right. But really. You know, that's not the case. You know, I know better now. But it was like, yo, you got me, whatever, you know. And then you start exploring different things and you start seeing the different scale uh, of the markets and kind of looking at that, looking at the different kinds of preaching that you hear. And I made a lot of decisions that I probably... You know, not to blame anyone, you know, because, I'm, you know, I mean, we we have to go through these things. But if, if I would have been a little more wise and, like, mature in them, I might not have had to have gone through such hard times as I did. Hmm. Because I, I kind of was gung-ho. I was just, like, 
you know, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm here, you know, whatever, you know, which which led to going from you know, like a, a five thousand square foot house back to an apartment in Yonkers to to you know, you know, a nice truck to you know everything just you know to the one train to to really hard times like even where where me and my wife struggled hard you know like being in court for our rent and you know going from where we had so much money that I used to collect rent from from I when I subbed out the studio and I used to just give it to my wife and you know like whatever 1800 or whatever I come home with cash and I just give it to her I'd be like here Wow. Like, you know, I used to find money in my clothes and, you know, like we, and I'm not saying I was rich, rich. Cause but you was, were good. You were, there you were people good. that had way more money than me that I, I was like, if anything, I was at the bottom scale of, of the money be coming in. But I, you know, you I, it was like that. Yeah, it was, it, I wasn't worried about it. You know, let's right. put it that way. I wasn't worried about it. And I, and I always had more coming. So I would be doing something that was going to make some more later. I, I could, I could see that being a challenge because, you know. You don't order the same things in the restaurant anymore at a certain no, time, that's right? That's when I learned how to cook. <laughs> that's when you learned how to oh, cook. Oh, man. And you I, come in during the lunch special time and kids yeah, eat free man. on Wednesdays yeah. type of stuff, you know? But yeah. um, I, I see that as a challenge. How was the church, you know, accepting you when you changed? Like, I'm sure there's people around you that were Christian all the time that you were going through your battle mm-hmm. and struggle. When you finally said... All right, yo, I'm in, 100%. Let's do this. What was their their reaction? Like my home church is is the kind of a church where, like my pastor's so level about everything. Nice. Like it doesn't matter what you just came from. You, you know, he's you know, he's one of his favorite uh, uh, things he throws <clears throat> out from the from you know when he's preaching a lot is you know God is not a respecter of persons. Right. No favoritism. So right. he didn't give me any favoritism. So a lot of those artists who go through that problem or come into the church, he, he gave me none. It was just, you just came to church. You know, what you know, want to know about the Lord. You want to do Bible study. You want, you know, just not, yo, we're going to go and do this. And, you know, he's not, he's not like that, which is, which is a blessing on that end. And then, but then, you know, wanting to get into the community and things, you want to integrate. And the truth is, I think there's like, for and you could probably talk to other people who came from the secular in, into the Christian. There's sort of like a. It's, it's like this thing where you just clash, not clash where you fight, you just clash because you don't know what to do with each other. Hmm. You know, it's, it's like, it's like they don't know what to do with me because, you know, some of them is like, you know, he's. They're, they're so sensitive to it that, you know, I'm basically coming from making the devil's music, you know, like they'll right. even put it to that point, you know, which, which, yeah, I know the, I know the science behind it. You know, I, I know, I know that that's death music, you know what I mean? I know that, but they'll, they'll have that like such a unwelcoming vibe about it. And then you have other people who kind of take the opposite approach. You have like this whole mix of everything. And it's like, you're trying to find fellowship. You're trying to find right. like, yo, yeah, well, dude, I'm, I love Jesus now, and like I want to do, and I want to take anything I have and just give it to you. And a lot of times, I have found myself like you know offering artists, you know, like just, yo, you want tracks? I'll give them to you, and not hearing nothing back from them. They check you, right? They're nothing like, back. No, it's just like like thinking that you're crazy. I don't know what the thinking is, but I know that you you want to reach out, and you don't. I didn't even want no money for it. I just wanted to get into the fellowship and just you know, right. I just wanted to get into it, you know. Right. And a lot of times, I think they they don't know how to receive it. They don't know whether or not 
by doing something with me, they I don't know, maybe they're thinking it's like a, a contamination of right. what they're doing because um maybe I'm too I was too new in, in, in the faith. I there's a million maybes. You know, I don't know the reasoning. Right. But I do know that it would help more, maybe some something to just bridge that. Because even to this day right now, you know, even you know, I'm 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 not I'm not gonna say that I'm mature, you know, like I'm not you know, super mature in the faith. But I mean I You're you know, not Deacon Shock. I'm not yeah, I'm not Deacon Shock. I'm not even Usher Shock. I'm I'm like and my church is totally proof of it. Like I'm just I just go to my just I help as if in any little way I can, you know, I record yeah. the the sermons, I post them up. Amen. I do, I do that little my things, you know, but I'm not so I'm not saying that I'm you know, in any high level or anything <laughs> like that. But I mean to me is it, like we're all at different places at different times. And, you know, I, I hate to get into the, the you know, like, like uh, you almost, I don't want to say it in the wrong way, but you almost come from this side. I'll just say it. You come from this side and then you, you look at it from this side being the secular. You love God. You're giving your life to God. And then you might, and, and people are going to hate me for this, but, you know, it's this right. is what happened. This is exactly what happened. You come in. And you want to just dive in, but it's like a wall is up. That's put up by the church by itself. The church pretty much. Not, it's like a wall is up. You want to dive in. And I, and I know it's not good to let people jump in because it could hurt. You know, like it's, it's one, of the, one of Paul's letters, I believe. Uh, maybe to Timothy. I'm not sure. But I know, you know, not, not to give someone young in the faith too much because it would go to their head, you know. Like, so I understand that you have to let people grow in it. Right, but I think that more communication or something like that, more something more, you know, for for us to just have the dialogue to just bridge, sort of bridging the gap, and where it's not right. like this thing where you know, like, oh, you know, you don't want to talk, don't, don't talk to him, don't talk to him, right? Or or thinking that maybe, maybe yeah. maybe you know, there's a million maybes, but sure. but because even to this day, there's people that I'll reach out to, and they won't reach back. You know what I mean, and and I'm not. It's not that I want to get popular in the Christian genre or anything. Basically, you're just saying I'm here, ready I'm to here. serve. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Uh, proof of that is uh, Rap Fest Presence Volume Three is going to be coming out in December, and DJ Shock was one of the people that I spoke to, uh, and it happened after our interview. I think. Yeah. We spoke in the interview first. I, you know what? I got to be straight up honest. I didn't even know Rough Riders, whatever. Didn't mean anything to me. Good. Still doesn't. That's the way I am. My wife, everybody will tell you, I'm, I've never been one of those starstruck type of dudes in, in any That's way whatsoever. Way be, yeah. And I, I try my best not to, partly because I never see any stars anyway. So, <laughs> and it, My wife will be the first to tell you. I was at a store with, who was I in the store with? Um, the actor? Uh, Harrison Ford? George Harrison, Harrison Ford, one of those. Guys? One of the Harrison. Harrison Ford. So. Who's the guy from Raiders of the Lost? Right, whatever. <laughs> one of those guys. Well, Harrison. Ford. Harrison Ford, and I didn't even know it was him. Meanwhile, there's like a billion people taking pictures, and he's in line right behind me. I'm thinking, yo, rap fest, baby, they got me in here. <laughs> and it wasn't me. It was a big superstar behind me that was just buying a camera or something, you know. But I have no idea. But uh, one of the things I wanted to say, Rap Fest Presence Volume Three is dropping this December, and I reached out to DJ Shock. I said, yo. I don't know if this is something you want to do, but we get producers to send us beats. Rappers go and they, they you know, rap over the tracks and we put something together. We offer it free our way of giving back to the community. 
no hesitation, how many tracks you want. That was your first, I think that's what you said. I said, no, no, you know, I don't I want. I sent you like 10. I, you sent me like 10 tracks or whatever. I said, I don't need your whole catalog. Okay. <laughs> he said, dude, I've been making tracks for many years. I got a bunch. But that's the way we're supposed to be. So I'm going to take advantage and give my announcements. Now, Rap Fest Presence Volume 3 is dropping in December. So you definitely want to check that out. It's going to be a free CD available online as an MP3 download. Also, this coming Friday, no. Yeah, this Friday is Open Mic Night at Sanctuary Fellowship Church. If you want to get involved, you got to email lewis at sanctuaryfellowship.org. That's L-U-I-S at sanctuaryfellowship.org. Let him know you want to get involved in Open Mic Night, and he'll let you know what you, know, what you have to submit to him in order to do so. And uh, the last announcement I have... The River Conference, River, a worship experience, is a conference that's going to be happening at our church. It's a worship conference. We have a couple of worship teams coming in. It's going to be a Friday and Saturday, October 8th and 9th, uh, Friday night, all night, Saturday, all day. We're going to be workshops and seminars and worship and worship and prayer and stuff. The other announcement I have is the Salem Coffee House happens to be at that same Saturday night at Salem with Refuge and Simple Faith, but I don't have the slide up there, so we're not going to put it. And the last announcement I have is Eric E is in the chat room. He said to give you a shout out. What's up, uh, he said, what's up? In case yeah. you didn't hear him. Yeah, I got to speak. <laughs> it's okay. My bad, man. It's my okay. Bad. I got you. That's what we're got here me, for. Man. That's what we're here for. Yo, uh, somebody else is asking in the, somebody's asking in the chat room, how difficult was it for you to accept the fact that, you know, the secular world, when you work, when you're doing your beats, you know, you get paid major. And in the Christian market, it's not the same. Um, it it was like, you know what? I wasn't really thinking about that, to be honest with you. I wasn't thinking about, uh, that wasn't like a real factor. And uh, to be honest with you, I didn't think of that. And, and since, since we're going in that direction, I mean, also too, I, I hope that this, because there's, there's, there's a lot of, uh, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, like they, they're trying to get their ministries off. How much work it is and everything, and you know one thing I just would like to say, I don't. I think this should encourage them, is that, you know, the the sun rises and sets on on the good and evil alike. You know, either way, and either way, you're gonna have to work very hard. You know, a lot of people think you know they might be able to just, like I notice a lot of ministers kind of just go out there, and I'm not judging. It's just my observation. It they go out there and they kind of just want to do it full time and they might not have a, a backup job or anything like that. And really, you know, you like me right now, I, I got a job, you know, I've had a job for a while. Thank God, you know, he opened the door. At first it was a little humbling because it was kind of a step down from what I was doing. And I was still trying to figure out a way to stay in the business because that's what I knew. And it wasn't something I thought about doing. And um, he opened the door and, and, and you know, I still want to do this. And that way, I don't think about that. Also, you know, I'm I have a job, it supports the family, and um, it, the beats is just pure. You know, I didn't I didn't. It's not so much a, a factor as far as it's true. It's it's a different scale. That's kind of what I was talking about before. It's it's a different scale. You're not going to get paid the same amount of money, and it and it leaves it kind of. One of the things that left me was not having any idea what to do with that. <laughs> Truthfully, like I had no idea because I was going from it's true, I was selling, you know, at at times for like twenty, you know, twenty up front, you know, for a track. And twenty dollars, can you read <laughs> And then no, and then it went to twenty dollars. So, <laughs> so a couple of zeros later. Told, a couple of no, zeros truth later. be told, and I would be sitting there and I, <coughs> and and 
I was like, you know, I would be talking to people and I was like, so how does this work? You know, like, how do you guys? And I just honestly didn't know what to do with it. And after a little while, I just was like, I just kind of let go of, of necessarily trying to make a business out of it. And um, that's awesome. So how do you encourage another? Let's say there are other uh, ministers of the gospel or just Christian, you know, somebody who's just making that decision, going through that transition that could be watching right now, that, that could be fully involved, whether it be in a rough rider type situation or maybe just an actor or whatever it is. And they're trying to make that transition. Like what words of encouragement would you give them in order to, you know, to help them? Not to help them make the decision. God's going to you know, put that upon their hearts when it's a time. But to help it uh, soothe it a little bit for them to, you know, to accept. I would say um, there's a balance. You know, there's a real balance I learned with, with, with the things of God that I didn't know early on. That there is, a, there is like leaps of faith you have to take. But within, within Proverbs, within, you know, within Ecclesiastes, within God's wisdom, you know, you don't go nuts. And just jump out there all the time. You know, there are moments for that, I'm sure about it. Because, I mean, I, I did that too, and I learned a lot from it. And that's how, that's how I understand it better now. Because, of, because I, I tried it. You know, I tried God, and, and, and I went through that. But I would say the balance is the key. Where, where as you're making your decisions, balance them out with, with everything. Because everything is important with God. It's not like in the world where... It's just about making money. See, with God, things like, you know, your family is your first ministry. Right. That's a crazy concept in the world. That's like, like, like if you have a baby and you, and you have the, the, the success-oriented worldly thinking, you just think, oh, I need to make more money now because I have a kid. Hmm. You don't think, I need to spend time with the kid. I need to start changing my priority. You don't, this is, it's a God way of looking at things. You know, it's... It's different, so it's a balance. You have to have family, and it's not easy. It's, it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of holding things back from yourself that you want. Because as someone who makes music, I want to be making music. Like right. my, At first, it was hard to let that go, to being in the studio all the time making beats, to always trying to sell tracks, letting that go, you know, more and more. Mm. And then it was hard because that's, that, it's like a, it becomes like your lifeline. You know, you live through that if you're if you're not doing it you don't feel like you're alive and little by little god was just taking it away but it made me lean more on him amen and that's the key i mean to to allow god to work in your heart because you know i've i've known a couple of guys have come from the secular into the you know into christian then they disappear again and all the church is hating on me they ain't letting me in there's no real unity in there they say they want to help me and all they want to do is abuse me and and you know, I'm, I'm sure you probably have gone through maybe those thoughts at one point or come across one or two people I, I that push you there. I have a lot to say on this. And it's not Give probably us- what people are going to think. Um, that with that, God showed me. Because at first, I would, I would see the, you know, forgive the term, fakeness. I would see that in, within the Christian thing. You know, I, I don't mean to say thing, but... It, the Christian culture, culture—that's a better word. Culture, um, and my immediate thing was to judge them, to be like, you know, what is wrong with these dudes? First, this is this is my my flesh speaking. My flesh would say, what is wrong with these dudes? They're not doing it for real. I did it for real, and I know people who do it for real, and they're not even close, and they're acting 
like they are. You know, it was like a, like a celebrity mm. vibe. A whole lot. Of, right, I'm just right, letting right. out the flesh. Right, right. right. But then, I God kicked me back, and was like, "That's who you gotta serve. That's who you serve. You love them. You've gotta love those people. Those people that you're judging, don't judge them. I don't. God loves them, and I gotta love. God has to love. I have to let God love through me to those people. Even if I see that on someone, mm. I gotta. If anything, what I've been the tactic I've been using, which which. I try to bless someone that much more that I might think that about. Mm. Because love covers a multitude of sins. You know, love is just, you got to let it flow out of you and you learn from it. You know, you learn. Mm. We're not all perfect. Uh, um, those guys are making mistakes. I'm making mistakes. And, and that's what will get somebody out of the, the loop of the Christian culture. Because if, just because they leave that, I don't know if they're, leaving God, you know what I mean? Right. I, I'm absolutely. sure they still have their connect. I don't know, you know, I'm who knows what they do, you know, everybody's got their personal decisions and their own, own relationship with God. But it it would it would pretty much help a lot if we try to look past those things for on each other, like on my side coming in, I look past all that fakeness that I saw mm-hmm. and then you look past the the what I don't know like oh he don't even know about this and then you know doctor and Calvinism and you know like he don't know anything you know like yeah I don't you know what I mean like why would I know about that like right, just, give me a break you know what I'm saying I'm just <laughs> I love Jesus you know what I'm saying I right. thought you were my brother and and people come out with this doctrine and if you ain't online with it you can't be their friend it's right. like you really I mean I'm I don't know what it's exactly about and I'm. I'm not saying I'm a dummy where I don't know anything because I read my word and, you know, and I, I pray for wisdom. You know, Amen. it's not like uh, I'm not into, you know, having God's wisdom and applying it in my life. But I don't think we should we should take our strengths. Like I might be strong in a certain area and right. I don't see someone else's. And instead of putting them down, we should love them and lift them up, you know, and vice versa. Like maybe you can, you know, I don't want to argue with you about any doctrine or anything like that. But maybe you could, you know, bring bring me up in something or, or talk to me or extend your arm to right. me instead of me cut you and you cut instead me before we even it. begin. Right. right. Because we sometimes we don't even battle. That's what I'm saying. We don't even we don't even battle. We just look at each other and we say, I'm not messing with dude because he wrong ain't team. nowhere near. Wrong team. Wrong <laughs> team. Like, yeah. wrong t- and it's just goodbye. Yeah. You know? I hear you. I hear you. And it, it is true. Many times our our own person, we judge we prejudge people to create that divide, and then we complain there's no no unity. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> there's no that's unity the in the body. Why? No, this, uh, this dude, all he wants is this and that. Have you spoken to him? No, nah, well, but I know it. Well, what <laughs> like, I, what are you talking about? Someone threw something at me the other day, and it made me think about. Uh, I think it's Romans two one. Uh, I know it's in Romans two, where it kind of says, "I'm I'm just paraphrasing like, the, what you see, the mistake or the sin you see in someone else is your own." Hmm. So it's like, you know, when you say they're being prideful, it's only because you have some pride in you. So it's like that... Pot know, calling the kettle black. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just... That has to humble you. Like that word, sure. like like the word to me, like one of the one of the things I... You know, when I was writing songs and stuff, you know, that the truth that God spoke ripped my life into pieces. Like if you really take that word and you let it in and you let what God's saying move and you start applying things and changing things... It's painful. 
It's yeah. really painful. It's Absolutely. not. It's not. It's not sweet. You know, and that's another thing about being a new Christian and you get all this. You know, just trust God and just you know. The and go team when, go go team yeah, go. Yeah, it's like I saw. I think Ray Comfort. He had a good. <laughs> did you, you ever, you ever no, seen no, no. their thing? Uh, the way of the master. There's this one thing where he just. He the guy becomes a Christian, and then he's like, "Oh, it's all beautiful," and da da da. And then he he, like, wakes up and there's a battlefield and there's a war <laughs> going on. So it's kind of like right. that, you know? It's like it's not gonna be all war, roses. There is right. a battle, but we <clears throat> we can't really divide so much on these. Long as it's the essentials, that's. I mean, if if I'm gonna preach anything today, let's not divide on on the the things that the Bible isn't clear on. You know what I mean? Because some people take it if it's not mentioned in the Bible, then you can do whatever you want. Some people say if it's not mentioned in the Bible, don't touch it. You know, there's like these two right. extreme things. I mean, you know, if you believe the main things, you know, Jesus died for us. You know, Jesus was resurrected. You believe that the word is, you know, the word of God inspired infallible. by God. Amen. It's infallible. I mean, if you're on these main points, I think that should be enough. For us to embrace each well, other. Well, if, you, if you're you on know? those main points, the rest that you read will make sense and tie into those as well. Okay. Right? Yeah. The rest has yeah. got to tie in. Otherwise, yeah. if something doesn't fit into those main points, then yeah. you don't really believe that one. Then we're not on the same page. Yeah. It doesn't go. <laughs> that's, that's the difference. That's, what that's I'm where saying. the difference comes those, in. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I, I feel that. And that's true. That's, that is the key of, of, of disunity, if that's, the, if that's the sense where we say we're this, but we're really not. You know, we're... we're we're Christian till you know until we decide. You know what? I ain't feeling shocked right now. I know he's coming in. He's got a hidden agenda somewhere in there. Well, and it's like, nah, that's you thinking. You know, he's gonna think you're taking advantage of me, and you're taking advantage of him. It's, it's nonsense. Just get united. We say the Book of Acts. They shared everything. Nobody needed anything because yes. everybody had what they needed. That's what's up. I have two quick questions, and then we're done. Uh, and these questions you ask, answer them. They could be a yes, no. It doesn't okay. matter. I'm going back to DMX. Okay. Uh, because you've experienced working with him, you've, you've personally got to meet the brother, right? Yeah. You personally got to meet him, so you kind of know his heart, his mind, as crazy as it may seem to some people. The prayers that he has on his songs, mm -hmm. how sincere are those prayers as you know prayer now? Um, about about X, this is what I'll say, and it's gonna, it'll tie into that. Um, my... My view is that, and and also too, I saw I saw something recently on VH1, and he goes through the whole thing about his his life, and you know he he did have a calling from God, and my view on it is that because of a lack of submission, in my opinion, to the calling, there's this intense battle, you know, like there's nothing more to me life wrecking than when God actually is calling you. And you don't respond. It's different wow. when when you you know you don't feel God's calling you. You're just doing your thing. Everything's beautiful. But when you know God called you and and you God is reaching into you and like and saying you right. you know you're mine and you're like I know I'm yours, but I gotta do, I gotta do this right real quick. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna wreck your life. And that, in my opinion, that's where that's, that's the struggle. It's like the prayer. I believe at that moment. You know, only God knows. But the prayer at that moment, I believe, it, the intention is is there. But 
but the follow through, you know, like that's the hard, the hardest thing in the Christian life is the follow through. Right. You know, the follow through, the, the perseverance, like, you know, like, like, like how the word says, we already won the race. Right. Just keep running. Right. Right. You know? That's well, I mean, part. that's it's it's real simple. You go to a church, you don't know God. They preach. You raise your hand, say yes, I want to accept God. You leave. Now the follow through. Right. You know what do you do next? But okay, that was one question. And my last question is going back to it's an old topic. We all talk about it all the time about Christians rapping over secular beats and all this stuff. <laughs> now, I want to see your perspective. This is the first chance I get to really ask it the way I always, okay. you know, I've always spoken about it as a producer. And you've produced tracks mm -hmm. for dudes, and you've gotten paid your your twenty G whatever for a track. How do you feel when somebody takes your track, raps over it, and just puts it out there without you really being involved in the in the process? Like they just get your instrumental that you've worked on, and you're getting paid for or whatever, and they just rap over it. Is it really offensive to you as a producer? Is it a legal issue? Because we talk about it all the time. It's like, yeah, no, I don't want our reference rate. I don't want to play any secular tracks with you know people because I don't know who the brother is and they're not getting their royalties. Right. They're not getting paid. You have no permission. Blah blah blah. The whole thing. So, how is how is that real? What's what's the real deal behind that? Um, that is a how much time do you have? Two minutes. Wow. I want the two minute version that'll lead um, them back to the narrow. What is it? Road trip. Narrow road trip. Let me, put, let me put it up there. It's going to lead them back to the narrowroadtrip.com where they could continue asking you the questions. Okay. All right. <laughs> but the thing about that is this. Um, I'm going to go a little off, but I think it's going to come back to this. I, God called me out from where I was. Right. Right? So I would think in my natural mind, <laughs> because of the sin in it and, the, you know, and all of that, right? So God takes me out of there. And this, I know this sounds like it's not connecting. Go but for it. He takes me out of it. And I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm like waiting for God to open the door. Every door closes, closes. I go broke. I go I go bankrupt, really, truthfully. And nothing works. Nothing's working. And finally, a door opens, you know, like in that area, you know, of work. And it opens at the United Nations, which, and I'm doing sound. I'm a technician, you know, I'm, and that basically what that building is doing to for us Christians, we we pretty much know that that ushers in the Antichrist. So I go from that, and God's opened this door to this global status. Global status. <laughs> now I'm doing sound for for people who, you know, totally are, are ushering that in. You know, I'm closed meetings, security council, the whole nine. So that makes me think it's my job for me personally. On a personal level, it's my job. So, if you make a beat to me, and it's your job to make that beat, what other people do with it and they don't do with it, it's really not coming back to you. You know what I mean? Like, I'd go, what am I supposed to do at work? If, if I'm doing sound, let's say, for the president of Iran, what am I supposed to do? Say, no, I don't want to do it. Or, mute. mute. That's what I'm saying. I mean, some people would say, yeah, mute, right. walk mute. out, quick. Yeah, mute. Cut the you know? wire. <laughs> I can't. That's my job. You know what I mean? It's my duty. And then I think of, you know, in, in the Bible, there's, there's a, and it's in Kings, and after Naaman was healed and everything, he goes, but have the Lord forgive me this, that when I go in with my boss, and he kneels down, and he kneels, pushes on me to kneel down too before a you know, false God, that I'm not doing it in my heart. Right. And then he, he, Elijah is like, he's like, go, I think he says, go in peace or something like that. So, 
I think it shouldn't be as big an issue as it is, in my opinion. I think it is not something we should divide over. It's not something we should we should make bigger than than it needs to be overall. Yeah, I I feel what you're saying, but I I want a little more direct response to um, let's say let's say right now today. Rapper so and so takes one of your tracks that you made, whatever you know, you signed deal with. I honestly wouldn't care. You wouldn't care. Not at all. I wouldn't okay. care because, because I I didn't facilitate that. Okay. If I facilitated that, it might be different. You know what I mean? But, I mean, there's there's times and it's gonna happen. Like if if any Christian producers listening now, and you're getting any type of success. Your instrumental is very likely it'll be the backdrop of something you might not want it to be. You know what I mean? And and that yeah. could happen out of your hands too. Because I give you an example, a friend of mine was trying to clear a sample, and it's for a Christian album. And when he went to sing, and it's a gospel group, hmm. and the rights are owned by by uh, Universal, I think now. Okay. And that same sample, which is a Christian record, has been used by like five or six secular mainstream cats mm. so when in the business there are times when you, you pass out your, your pub and you get people administration of it you get some advance money we don't we do not control no matter what happens the flow of our music once we get our major distribution we're, we're locked in to that system and all of these same companies we're stuck inside of it right. so it's not like we can get that type of distribution and not go flow through the system okay so that's something to think about to me you know yeah no that's that's good that's good insight. In. that's good insight i mean again we talk about it all the time but i've never sat with like you know okay so let me talk to the guy to produce you know this track and see what he says <laughs> you know i mean you probably have your producers that say no i'm going after them i want my royalties i want my, my money or whatever not, you know you're selling you, you a thousand lose, albums you it's lose not good. anybody who's successful in the music business like in just mainstream I'm talking about okay you lose plenty but but the difference is you keep going people rob you I mean yeah it happens you know I, I have uh, records that got big you know I did other hits too besides besides slipping and, and I you know I had probably about four big records and and you know a bunch of other album stuff and pretty much in in I kind of lost my train of thought there, but where people rob you. Yeah, but people end up, they they end up robbing you, and and you might have a track, and in your hierarchy, you know that the higher level person might take an idea you had, run with it, and you have to keep going. You can't stop and make a big deal out of it because it's gonna stop your flow. Right. It's just part of the business. I mean, I know it sounds cold, and you you keep going. You don't. You can't let that stop you. So so. I hear you, man. Well, man, I really appreciate you coming out tonight. Oh, I just pleasure, pray man. that God continue to open doors for you and whatever you your too, ministry man. is, whatever whatever it ends up being. Uh, That's my big know. question too. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> I have no whatever clue it what, it, what it's gonna be. You know. And, I don't this, know what it and that's is. a good testimony for people too. You know, you've been in the church now faithfully for the past eight years, yeah, and still not a hundred percent clear or sure where it is that God no. is is leading you. I have an idea. But you know, that's good because many times people come not only from the secular, just from the street, and the next morning they want to be, you know, 
the prophet is this or the deacon that or pastor this or you know the head this I, or head that. I can and, understand you know because you, you feel like you want to do something, but but you gotta wait for that call. There's a lot of people though that I mean to keep it real. This this is what comforted me. Like like uh, one of one of my favorite writers um, besides you know from the Bible is C.S. Lewis, and he wasn't any kind of an official person at church. Right. And he's one of the greatest Christian thinkers of all time, and he used what he had not. You know, like he wasn't anything in a church specific. Like he wasn't the the deacon. He was nothing. Right. He wasn't. He was. He <coughs> just loved God, and he used what he his talent, and look look at what an impact it's made. You know, and that right. that kind of thing comforts someone like me. Who I may, I may never never be a, 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 a like an ordained minister, or or I might be. I whatever God wills, but it's not going to limit God from using me. It's Amen. it's just a title. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. He, he might do some more with me than someone who might be ordained. Right, and I've seen that happen too, many times, many times. You don't have to, the title is just for man to recognize what you're doing, but it's what God does with you that makes the impact. Well, I want to thank you guys for tuning in tonight, Rapfest Radio. Uh, We'll be back next Monday. Just keep posted to Facebook and Twitter and stuff. We'll let you know who the guest is going to be. Definitely on the 18th, we have Minister Marcus from the Kingdom Time Entertainment. He's going to be promoting the Kingdom Choice Awards. We're also going to be giving away some tickets to the Kingdom Choice Awards. That's on the 18th. And we're working on a couple of other interviews coming up. Uh, working on uh, Jafiah Life. Get at me, Jafiah. We want to get you up in here. I've been following his up, his Jafiah? Twitter lately. Eric E says, what's up? Did I tell you he said, what's up? Oh, he yeah, said, where's his Eric? beat? That's what he oh. said. Yeah, it's coming. Just, All right. It's coming. It's 20 coming. G's. Huh? Right. 20, 20 G. 20 G. 20 G. <laughs> 20 G. Now, nah, man, much shout out to everybody who's participating in the Rap Fest Presence Volume 3 CD. If you haven't picked your beat yet and we've been in communication, hit me up. I really need you to get this track like by Thursday so you have enough time to write because the CD's coming out. We're not a, we're not concerned with having 30 or 40 tracks. We'll do it with 10, 12, 15. We got about 20 working already, but you know, if you want to be down, I mean, if you are already part of this and haven't done your process, you know, hit me up. We got to make it happen. Uh, again, thanks so much. Thank God, you, bless you. God bless you. Thanks for watching. This is Rapfest Radio, mm-hmm. rapfestradio.com. I don't even have an outro video or nothing <laughs> like that. So it's going to be one of those abrupt, we're done type stuff. Uh, those people that I'm were in the get chat like room. A white piece of paper and just. Not even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The white, white piece of paper. Fade to white. <laughs> no, but uh, those people in the chat room, thanks for hanging out with us. Those people that have been sending us text messages and questions and stuff, we appreciate you guys. Don't forget, go to holyculture.net, download the podcast from there, or just go to iTunes, look for the Holy Culture Radio podcast. You'll find Rapfest Radio there. Rapfest Presence Volume 3 coming up. Rapfest 2011 coming up. Uh, Coffee House coming up. Open Mic coming up. River Conference coming up. What else? Everything's coming up. It's and you know where to find this boy at? The narrowroadtrip.com. You can call him 3477-NARROW, 3477-NARROW. Uh, if you have any more questions and want to just check them out, check out the mixes he got on his site, man. He has you got some some nice mixes. And any, by the way, um, any DJ, uh, like I do those mashups, and any DJ who wants them, just let me know. I'll just send them. You know, like I take, you know, like I'll take a worship record and put it like a hip hop beat behind it or whatever. Anybody who wants them, just let me know. I'll, I'll send them to you. So if you're looking for some mashups for your mix for your youth group or whatever it is, hit them up. That's the narrowroadtrip.com. All your contact information is on that site as well, too, right? Yeah. So you got the phone number, email, everything is there. Hit them up. That's what we do. This is Rapfest Radio on rapfestradio.com. And you know how we say you will know us because we consider ourselves to be a little bit of out of control. 
All right, peace, yo. We check you out next week. God bless. God bless.